Welcome to A Pastor's Perspective. Now life is full of heartache, struggle, and pain, but the way we see it, we overcome because he overcame. We are to always pray. And everything that we do, we do it in Jesus' name. Now, a pastor is a shepherd. He's not selfish. He's friendly. He's a helper. A pastor is a teacher. Faithful. Sensible. He's much more than just a preacher. A leader. Well-respected. And this, well, this, my friends, is a pastor's perspective. Everybody, welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Perspective. I'm your host, I'm your guy, your nephew, your cousin, your friend, your brother, <laughs> Pastor Kelvin. I'm so glad to be with you all on this evening. In the green room on tonight, we have a general in God's army, someone I hold in the highest regard, kindest man that you ever want to get to know a father to many, so such a wonderful individual, none other than Apostle Dana Holmes. Listen, I see quite a bit of you popping in right now on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, if you could, if you are on Facebook, do me a favor before I bring Apostle in. Go ahead and share this out on your timeline, and let's get this up tonight. Let's break the internet because he's got some wisdom to share with us tonight. And I know you didn't come just to see me, so let's go ahead and get Apostle Holmes on in the room. Apostle. Hey, how are you? I'm doing better than I deserve, Apostle. I'm always glad to have you on. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be on. I enjoy coming. Yes, sir. Well, we were already talking in the green room just a little bit tonight, but this is what I want to do before we get started. I want to play just a quick clip of something. It's about a minute for you to see, and I'm going to chat with you about that for about 30 seconds. Okay. I was talking to the Lord and sort of complaining, you want me to do this and that, and I don't have any, you know, you know, I don't, I don't see money. And, and I had that attitude that if I don't see it, I ain't doing nothing till I see some money. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude I had anyway. So the Lord spoke to me and he said the following, this will bless you. He said, I am Jesus, the head of the church. I direct the affairs of the church. I direct the finances of the church. I have rich people that I speak to every day that obey my voice. You see to it that you do what I tell you to do, and I'll see to it that money comes into your ministry. That's all we gotta do. Apostle. Yes, sir. I don't know if you remember that episode or not. That. that was one of the ones. Uh, Tanisha laughed at me. She texted me. Said, "Don't you start crying." <laughs> I went. In, I went. <laughs> you. I don't. I. The Lord used you through so many episodes to minister to me directly. Praise God. And uh, without going into a whole lot of detail, I do want to say. Um, uh, many of those words since, because it's been about a year now. 
those words have really not no i can't say they have not fallen to the ground so i praise god for your wisdom and your insights you have truly been a blessing to my life challenge me he challenged me challenged me challenged me when i was ready to just throw in the towel that was one of the words you pulled out this is christ church which what she fussing about is his is his church is yeah. his bill mm-hmm. so i'll never forget right. that. yes sir. If, he can't, if, he, if he can't keep it open i guess he wants it to close <laughs> Yes, sir. With that, Apostle, let's jump on in. We were talking a little bit in the in the green room about pastors and succession planning, and I'm going to really kind of work from the middle and go back up if it's okay with you tonight. With that, how important will the pastor be to the church in this coming year? I think that the uh, the pastor is important uh, in the church. Period. Yes, every sir. year, every month, every day, the true called of God pastor is necessary. And the, the Bible says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That means bringing the saints to spiritual maturity for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yes, sir. Till we all come into the unity of the faith. It's, it's gonna be necessary until the Lord returns. Uh, pastors and every other ministry gift uh, of the five-fold ministry gifts and any other gift that he, um, he uh, started or, or planted in the church, they're all gonna be necessary and all unnecessary because we, we still have to grow. And there's always going to be people coming into Christ. Mm. When they first come in, they're babies. Yes, sir. There are people that, that, are, that have been for a while. They still grow. You don't get to a point where you stop growing. Well, if you stop learning, you stop growing. Yes, sir. But it should not be a point where we no longer are interested in learning. When you hear a person say, I, I know all I know everything I need to know, then you know you're talking to a foolish person. I said that to be nice. <laughs> being nice, I said a foolish person. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So Apostle, you cover all of those types of people. You cover all of those ministry gifts. You're a father to so many. You're you're an apostle to many. You're just you're a man of God to so many. How would you be directing those that look to you right now to be seeking God for the coming year? Um, I would actually say, don't be so concerned about the year. Mm. You know, this is something that you need to be doing all the time. Think about your life, because you plan to live beyond next year, <laughs> right? Yes, sir. You plan to be doing beyond next year. So if you just focus on next year, what are you going to do the year after? Every year we got to f- try to figure out, okay, Lord, what's the plan for this year? Well, um, so you need to be focused on 
doing the will of God all the time, every year, every day of the year, doing the will of God, fulfilling his purpose and his plan for you. As a pastor or as pastors, they need to be seeking God about his plan and his will, not only for their own lives, but for the work that he has given them to do. As a pastor, you're a shepherd. So you, you have sheep and you have to care for them. You know, the Lord said, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Pastors should always be learning because if you're going to teach, you better learn, you better study. So that you can know what you're talking about. You have the lives of people in your hand. People are looking to you. They're looking to you for guidance. They're looking to you for uh, to point them in the direction they should be going in. And you got to speak into people's lives. And and I, I've been in this thing for a minute. And when people people really, they really sometimes it gets to a point they really you and you can't make their decisions for them. Yes, sir. But it's almost to the point sometimes people. They, they, I don't know what to do. What do you do when someone comes and says to you, oh, Pastor, here's the situation. Here's my problem. You know, I don't know what to do. What should I do? You may not have all of the answers, and you're not going to always have the answer. But one thing you can always do is direct them to the word and to the Lord. And so we need to be keep that in mind because you're gonna give an account before the Lord for those that he had put in your care. And uh, it's gonna be an interesting day at the judgment seat of Christ, not only for pastors, but other ministers. It's gonna be a very interesting day. It's gonna be interesting to find some people Stand before the Lord. See, God is going to judge you and deal with you according to what he called you to do. Not what you called yourself to do. Not what you thought was a good idea. Not what somebody else said you were supposed to do. But what God called you to do. I've heard ministers, for instance, say, I've heard ministers Get in the pulpit. Why they didn't put the, you know, really my calling. I mean, pastors. My calling is really evangelist. And I think to myself, well, what are you doing? If you know your calling is evangelist, why are you pastoring? Then you need to you need to give that up and 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 walk in your calling. Because if God called you to be an evangelist, that's what He's gonna judge you at. If he called you to be a pastor, that's what he's going to judge you as. Yes, sir. If you're walk, walking in a certain office that he didn't call you into, what are you, going, what are you doing there? <laughs> and what are you going to tell him? Because he's he going to want to know if you followed his will, his plan. You know what's really sad? What's Most people, Christians, have no clue about the will of God 
for their lives. They don't have a clue. They're just going along and if well, I feel I feel like I'm okay. I feel like I'm doing something. They have these ideas in their head that long as I'm doing the work for the Lord. We mean a work for the Lord. You can do what you want to do and call it a work for the Lord. It can't be a work for the Lord if the Lord didn't tell you to do it. Come on, Apostle. You can be doing a work, doing some religious stuff, but that don't mean it's a work of the Lord. But because people don't understand that and they don't know that, they don't seek God. They don't seek God about what they what He has for them, what is their calling. You know, they're going by with somebody, well, so-and-so prophesied this and so-and-so prophesied that. What is the Lord saying? What has he said to you? Now, personally, I didn't know the difference as a child in different kinds of ministries. I knew nothing about that. But I knew I was going to be a preacher. I didn't know it was called called. I didn't, know, I didn't know anything about cold, but I knew all of my life that I was going to preach. All of my life. I asked my mother, you know, a few years before she went to be with the Lord, I asked her, I said, Mama, what's the earliest age you remember me being when you heard me say, say I'm going to be a preacher? She said, about four years old. Wow. I said, that's because I couldn't articulate it at three. <laughs> I always knew. I do not know what it feels like not to know. I knew it. Now, of course, as I got saved, as I got older and I got saved and, and got, you know, was in the church and all that, learned to pray and seek God and that kind of thing. Then the Lord began to show me certain things. Yes, Some things God is not going to show you until you mature to a certain point where you can handle that. Yes, sir. You know, you, you, you're not going to teach a second grader algebra. That's right. So, so the Lord lets you grow up. Some things that he told you, you couldn't even handle. I see people now, they, they've grown as far as physically is concerned, but they can't take it. They don't understand. They don't know what to do. They sense they got a call, they start running. Well, I know God called me to, I know God called me to do this and be this. Well, did he send you? You know he called you. Well, many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because not as many as are called uh, that are called qualify. You can be called, but you don't qualify yet. You can be called, but you're not submitted. Yet, these guys want to run out here and pastor and do this and do that, and they've never been faithful anywhere. They've never <laughs> served under anybody. They've never they've never been faithful in a church. Never served in a church. Come on, apostle. And now they want to go and have people call them pastor because they like titles. And like what they see, it seems glamorous to them. And so they're going to go out here and, and, um, and, and do something and start. And, and um, 
the Lord Jesus asked the question. If you're not faithful in that which another man's, who will give you your own? Come on, Apostle. Jesus talking. If you've never been faithful in something of somebody else's, the Lord is not giving you your own. I remember I remember some years ago this one pastor, this fella, he started a church. I'll say pastor since he started a church. <laughs> but um um, I love it. Yes, sir. But to, to be honest with you, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell him before he did that, do not start a church. Do not open a church. You know, it's something very interesting. You was talking a few moments ago. You said you're a lot of things, a lot of people, right? Yes, sir. And yeah, and that's wonderful until they get to the place where they can smell their underarms. And now they can hear God better than you. They know more than you. You tell them something. It used to be, I mean, they didn't know water was wet until you taught them. It used to be, you said jump. They wouldn't even say how high, they just start jumping. Yes, sir. Now you say, well, jump. Well, I feel like. I feel in my spirit, I'm not supposed to jump. I was praying and the Lord showed me. See, see, see what I'm saying? So now you're grown up now. You won't listen. So I told this individual, I said, no, no. I said, the Lord told me to tell you. And I told him, I said, you know what? I remember the time that if I gave you a word from the Lord, you wouldn't ask any questions. You just moved. That's right. But now you're acting like you're going to second guess me i said somebody is in your ear and that's the problem but anyway he went and he started some what he called a church a gathering of people i'm gonna call it a gathering an assembly of people so he came to me one day and told me what kind of problem he was having and he was having people, this is going on, that's going on. And I said, good for you. Good, I see you, 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 you got some members like you were. <sighs> what would you do with a church full of people like you? Ooh, quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so. People are in a, in, a, in a hurry to be something and do something, and they don't wait. Wait. And many, too many, went and weren't sent. And if you don't, if you don't let them go, they, they get upset. He holding back my ministry. And I said, if I, if I can hold back your ministry, you ain't got one. If I can hold your ministry back, you ain't got no ministry. Holding back your ministry. He won't let me obey God. That's a lie. Can't nobody stop me from obeying God. Then they use this one. I'd rather, when they don't want to listen. Yes, sir. I'd rather obey God than man. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here's, here's another. You know, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord told me. It's time for me to go. And uh, 
Now, now, wait a minute now. The Bible says, obey them. Yes, sir. That have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Submit. That means give way. That's right. Submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. So I said, now, 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 please help me. How is God going to have me to be ruler uh, uh, over you in the Lord? Not like your king or anything like that. Not, right. not run your life. But in the Lord and in the church. Because the Bible said, obey them that have the rule over you. Then that means somebody's supposed to have rule over you. And it says, now how is God going to hold me accountable for you because he says, I have rule over you, but he going to go around me and talk to you and tell you to go do something and didn't say anything to me about it. I'm about to walk off this podcast, Apostle. Come <laughs> on here. You know, there's something wrong with the Lord or something wrong with you. I say it's you. <laughs> I say it's you. But when you bring scripture to these people and tell them, yeah, well, all I know is what the Lord told me. I've had people say that to me. When I try to, when I show them, what you just said it don't even make sense scripturally. It's completely wrong. When when they're stubborn, you know what they say? What's that part? Well, all I know, all I know is what the Lord told me. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a little different. So and I say all I know is he didn't tell you a thing and that you're deceived. <sighs> so, you know, you're deceived. And I don't mind telling you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Apostle, I'm just going to go with the spirit tonight. So how do you suggest to sons or daughters in the ministry who have a legitimate calling of God on their life to maybe at some point pastor or, or or work out work outside of the church that they're submitted to. What is the best route for them to take if it is a legitimate? Okay, okay. go over that one more time. Cause go over that one more time. If I'm if I'm if I'm a son in your church, okay, and you because I I agree with you. You yeah. know who you 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 have to as the head. You have to know who you have in your congregation. Absolutely, the Lord would not have you ignorant. Absolutely. So if I'm a son and I come to you and I say, say, Dad, I, the Lord's been speaking to me and really been laying it on my heart that one day I'm going to pastor a church. How? What's the best way for me to handle that? How do I, what do I do? Most likely, if that's true and that was really the Lord. Yes, sir. I would already have a witness of that in my own spirit about that. Yes, sir. So I would be able to say, yes, I know. I see it. But now there's preparation time. And I always said preparation time is never lost time. You're preparing. God's not going to send you out there 
You know, you you that would you say, okay, good. Now let's do this. What are we doing to get ready for it? What are we doing? How are we seeking God? How are we spending time in his face, on our face, before him? What are we doing? What is he calling? What what you say is he calling you to do? So how do we get from where we are to there? All right. So now you need to submit. I see you too, but I want to get you to a certain place. It's now my responsibility to help get you to the place that you need to be so you can go forth and do the work that you need to do. Yes, sir. Don't get ants in your pants. Because the store sells rage <laughs> and other insects rage. You get ants in your pants, we're going to spray you. Just wait your time. <clears throat> Some of these people, I don't mean to be funny. Well, maybe I do a little bit, but some of these people want to go out here and preach and do that. They can't preach their way out of a wet paper bag with scissors, a knife, and explosives. <laughs> some of them want to go there. They have nothing to say. You got no message. Yes, sir. You have no anointing. You have no anything. You want to go out here and preach? Listen, I don't believe see that you even qualify to preach. Now listen carefully. They're yes, going to knock your socks off. Yes, sir. You're not even qualified to preach if you got bad credit. You sure ain't qualified to lead nobody. You sure ain't qualified to be no elder, no pastor. You're supposed to have a good name without. That means outside of the church. You can't even pay your bills. You can't, you don't even pay your bills when you're supposed to. How you get such a bad, how your credit gets so bad? You can't buy a Hershey bar on credit. What's the problem? It's a sign that you don't pay, you don't keep your word. When you got that loan or when you, you gave your word. If your word ain't nothing, you ain't nothing. That's the way I was taught. We had, when I was coming up in church, there was a woman in our church who I considered like a mother in the Lord. And she told me and some a few of us other young preachers, she said, listen, you are preachers. Y'all are preachers. Preachers preach the word. All you have is your word. Your word. So if your word ain't nothing, you ain't nothing. She's trying to teach us to make sure you keep your word. Yes, sir. Don't be signing. I want to get this out of greed, out of desire. Why are you getting this loan for this? And you know you can't afford it. And call it a blessing from the Lord. That ain't no blessing from no Lord. That's not a blessing from the Lord. That's your greed and immaturity 
and you don't know how you're going to pay it. You can't pay it. And then some people get to the place when they can't pay, they just quit and say, I ain't paying it no more. That's it. That'll give you a good name. Now, as a pastor, as a pastor, when you start off, I'm telling you, very often, especially when it comes to things, having to buy things and all that, as a pastor, you're going to have to have your name on stuff. Yes, sir. And um, Yes, sir. If you don't have things in lined up, you ain't gonna, you're going to be a hindrance. Do what you're supposed to do yourself first. Get your own personal stuff in order. Now, I don't mean you're going to hell if your credit bad or anything like that. But do something about this. Yes, sir. Fix that. Get it fixed. To my the Lord called me to preach. He also called you to pay your bills. He called you to keep your word. He called you to swear to your own hurt and change not. Talk, apostle. So, so it, it's going to hurt me to pay this. Yeah, but you swore to it when you signed on the dotted line. So go ahead and hurt, but pay it. So have a good name without, outside of the church, inside and outside, but have a good name. You owe everybody and their mother and can't pay any of them, including your mother. And you talking about the anointing, how the Lord anointed me, did he? Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, let, let, let them anoint you to pay your bills. <laughs> let them anoint you with some wisdom. <laughs> How do you need to be? The Lord anointed me. Go sit down. Go sit down. But you see, we live in a different day today. These young preachers can't take anything. And I've always said, and I even told my, my children this, and our church, I always said, if you can't take nothing, you ain't going to be nothing. Yes, sir. You can't fall apart just because you're getting fussed at or what it told off, whatever the case is. You might need that. Sometimes you need to be told. You need to be told straight. You might not want to hear it. You have to be told sometimes you are wrong. You was wrong. You need to fix that. You have to be told sometimes. You didn't handle that right. Yes, sir. You have to be told sometimes. Now you got to go to that person and get right. You got to be told that, and you got to be willing to do it. You have to understand, we're not perfect. That's right. We all have flaws. But for some people, their flaw is nobody can tell them anything. <sighs> and if, if, and if, if nobody can tell you anything, you, you got some problems. And these are the people that want to be leaders. Now, now, now some of these folks, these young people, these people today, I say young people, but. Yes, sir. You know. Some of them in their 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s even. You can't tell them anything. They get their feelings hurt easily. Get mad because they got corrected about something, quit the church. Yeah, get upset. Here is Joe Blow is upset, have some kind of dispute with weak meat. So Joe Blow tried to get the pastor on his side, 
The pastor won't join in with Joe Blow against weak knee. So Joe Blow gonna lead the church. That ain't right. That ain't no man of God. Yeah, I thought he was a man of God. I thought he could see, but he can't see. <laughs> he <don't. laughs> the Lord would have showed him that this person was wrong. There's some, some sick people out here. And these are people that want to be leaders. Get their feelings hurt. I got I ordered a, I got this book uh, a few weeks about a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. I bought this book, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Okay. Get that book, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Yes, sir. And when I was reading some of the things that people went through, just because they were Christians, I said God is going to raise up some of these people as a testimony against some of these weak. Christians today who fall out and get upset over nothing, quit because somebody didn't speak to them and all that kind of stuff. Stay home because the pastor said something in the message. Oh, he was just throwing off. He was throwing off at me. Well, why? What are you thinking of throwing off? Because, you know, I was just going, I'm dealing with something just like that. He, he was just talking about me. Well, why don't you go to the pastor and ask him? That's simple. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking about me? Now, this is me, because I don't do that, because I don't, I don't throw off. That's right. I just say what I say. But now, if you found in it, you just found in it. Just preach. But, but uh, I, don't, I don't need to do that. But I'm going to tell it like it is. One year, I was preaching in one of our churches. And uh, one of the ministers, had, uh, in the, he had, a, you know, he's married. Yes, sir. And while I was preaching, you know, his wife was sitting. They were everybody sitting, there, and I'm preaching. They're just talking by the Spirit of God, and I said, without even knowing it, I just said what the Spirit of God was giving me to say, but it actually was something that this man's wife said at home, verbatim. She got upset with her husband and said, you talk to him. You talk to the pastor. He said, no, I didn't tell him anything. Yes, you did. You talked to him. Because he said exactly what I said, verbatim. He could not have known that. Well, I didn't know. But I said, you know what the problem is? These people believe in the Holy Ghost on paper. <laughs> they, they, don't believe, they don't believe that he's real. And yes. that he actually reveals things. Yes, sir. And that he shows things and he tells people things. Yes, he they does. I don't believe that. But he does. But it was right, it was right up their alley. And see, if they hadn't been saying anything, the Lord wouldn't have told on them. And he told on them for their sake, because I didn't know, even when I said it, I didn't know anything what he was saying or who he was talking about. Just what the hope. But they did. See, the Lord did that for them. He ain't do it for my sake. He did it for their sake. Yes, sir. He know what you're saying. You can turn all the lights on. It ain't dark to him. It doesn't matter. Come on, Apostle. He, he know what you're saying. He know what you're whispering. He know what you're saying during your pillow talk. He know how you're complaining at the dinner table. Yes, sir. He know, he know all the things that you that's being said. 
you know how you're running down the pastor or running down somebody else in the church and all that. And then these people, same people, soon they got a problem. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, you know, Lord, you said it in your word. Yeah. Now you're going to try to bring the word to him? How about his word about gossip? How about, how, about, how about all the other things he has in his word? That means nothing to you. You're going to do what you want to do. How about his word about walking in love with your neighbor? How about that? That means nothing because we're into our feelings. And these are people that some call, many of them call themselves, the Lord got a call on my life. You know, I had a, a, a pastor in, when I was in Gastonia, that was in our church. Right across the street from our church was another a storefront church. Yes, sir. And the pastor and I was talking one day. So I, I went over there and I was sitting down with him and we was talking. And he started telling me about how he came up. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, listen, I wanted to preach so bad. I wanted to preach. I went to my pastor and I told him, I want to preach. He said, I kept going to him. I want to preach. I want to preach. Oh, Pastor, I want to, the Lord, I know I'm supposed to preach. I'm supposed to preach. He said, finally, the pastor said, okay, I'm going to give you a date. And um, he told him to show up at a certain day and time, like a Friday night. Yes, sir. He said, you, you come that particular, you be here. I told him what time to be there. And he waited. And the pastor was waiting on him to come. And when the guy came, this is the pastor telling me what happened to him. He said when he showed up, he got his Bible, he got his message ready, he was ready to preach. And the pastor handed him some cleaning stuff. Some other stuff. He said, listen, preach to these pews while you clean them. Yes, sir. <laughs> preach to the pews while you clean them. Yes, sir. See, he want to be something, but he's not willing to serve. Some people are not willing to serve. They will walk down, they'll walk down the hall in the church. Heading to the bathroom, see paper on the floor, won't even pick it up. And throw it in the garbage. I ain't put that down there. That's not mine. And I mean, the, the mindset of these people, and they talk about God is going to use me. When you grow up, he might. When come you on. grow up. Come on, Apostle. Come but you're on. not ready yet. Now, um, I um. I asked somebody uh, a question. They, they may be on watching today, but I told them to be watching. But yes, I asked a question. I'm not going to go any further than that about mentorship and, and those kind of things. And I said, now listen, what will you do if I'm mentoring you? What do you do Amazing. when I say something? different than you, and you don't agree. 
And he gave me his answer. And I told him later, I said, listen, I heard your answer. And it wasn't a good answer. Because, and it sounded like a good answer. It was, he sounded humble. He said, I would, I'd want to know, you know, why your view was different. So, what is it? What, what is it? How do you see it different? I said, that's not a good answer. I said, now, here's the answer that is a good answer. Now, if, if I'm in your church, Pastor Steele is my pastor, and I want to do something. Yes, sir. And you come, you say, no, well, no. What, what, what happens when I come to you and say, the Lord told me to do so and so? I had a lady come tell me something one time, the Lord told me, I said, I'll tell you what. But when he tell me, then, then, then we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. That's right. But, but now, I say, Pastor Steve, I feel like the Lord wants me to do so and so. What do I do when you say, no, I don't, I, I don't believe that's God. Or if you say, not now, we'll just wait. What is my attitude? What should it be? Submission. Yes, sir. Not question. Submission. Submission. Well, what am I going to, I better obey God. I got to obey God. No, we'll obey him because here's what he said right in his word. Don't tell me about some, you know, don't give me no ghost stories. <laughs> some spirit spoke to you. I don't, I don't want to hear what you heard from Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't want to no hear what you heard from the Holy Ghost. And he's not going to say anything different or contrary to his word. Now, he told you to submit. What are you going to tell me? He's telling you something different. Then submit. When I first started preaching and so on, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even accept an invitation to preach until I got the okay from my pastor. Come on, apostle. I, I, I didn't. I didn't go. I went to. I went go to him and say. Uh, I was invited to go, and these, these people invited me to come and preach. They asked me to come in, and if he said, "Well, go ahead," then I went, and 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 really, he never told me no. But he said, go ahead. And then he was like, let me pray for you. And he laid his hands on me and prayed that God will use me and all of that. Wonderful. But had that had he said no. I wouldn't have went. Now I'm about to tell you something. Yes, sir. Had he said no, I would not have gone. That's right. Period. That's right. What if you thought the what if you the Lord told you? First of all, the Lord knows what he has written in his word. Now I'm going to obey his word. And the way I was handled that would say, now Lord, I really believe that was you speaking to me. But you told me in your word to submit to those that have rule over me. Over you. And 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 he has rule over me. I'm not his pastor, he's mine. I'm not watching for his soul, he's watching for mine. I don't have to give an account for his life, he had to give an account for mine. And so I'm obeying your word and I'm not moving. 
I know you said, I believed in my heart that you said go, but you're going to have to speak to him. That's right. I don't feel, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'll be concerned that there's, there's a problem. God going to be bothered. No, he's not. He know how he set it up. If anybody's going to have a problem, the pastor is. I'm not, because I obeyed the word. But I'm not going to get mad and leave because he won't let me obey God. Man, go sit down. All right, let me, let me, let me be quiet. Let me go ahead. You are just fine. You are, I mean, <clears throat> speaking of the Holy Ghost, how amazing he is, because before I could get the qu- the question swells up in my heart, you're saying it. So you are, so you are fine. So if you see my antics and my facial expressions, I'm, I'm mumbling and this is amazing. So I do, <laughs> I do have a question, one more question for you okay. in regards to pastors though. Um, how would you direct your younger pastors or, or newer pastors if they've had people, I'm trying to say I can word this, that maybe they need to let go, they, they need to go, but they hold on to them. What what direction would you give them? Oh, that's 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 a I like that question right there. <laughs> now, when you say trying to hold on to them, trying to keep them from leaving. Yes, sir. See, sometimes and people don't care. Let me let me let me tell you, people don't care. They'll join your church and act like they love you so much they can eat you. Mm-hmm. When they get mad, they wish they had ate you. Now, the Lord sent me here. The Lord told me, go. So many people, this Lord that so many people are hearing from is schizophrenic. It must be. There's something wrong with it. He need to go see somebody and get help. They say all this nonsense that contrary to the Bible, contrary to the character of God, they'll tell you anything. They'll join. They'll make pledges. They'll say, I'm going to support you. I'm going to be here and all that. You can't count on that. You can't count on that. And sometimes uh, the, these people really hurt you. And let me tell you something. Yes, sir. Even if you could persuade people to stay with you, a man persuaded against his will is of the same opinion still. By the time they leave, walking out the door, they had already left in their heart before they walked out the door. Yes, sir. Why are you trying to, somebody, pastors need to understand, some of these people is being extracted. Yes, sir. I believe the Lord's speaking some of them to leave. Because they need to leave. Yes, sir. They need to be, because they're nothing but trouble. Or they're going to be trouble. And they're going to cause trouble. They're not really, they don't, they're not really in covenant with you. Just because they join the church don't mean they're in covenant with you or in covenant with the church. People change churches like they change socks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, like they change socks. 
And it's always the Lord. The Lord told me to go here. The Lord told me to go here. The Lord told me my season was up. Speak up in here. Uh, really? How long is your season? So somebody came to me one time years ago. The Lord told me uh, that, it was, uh, that it's time for me to go. I said, really? Well, let me ask you a question. What did he send you here for? Did he send you here? Oh, yes. What did he send you here for? Well, he sent me here to learn. So you learned all you can learn now? <laughs> you don't want to learn? I mean, what is he moving you on somewhere else? And a, and a lot of times you need to go somewhere that they're going to get a lot less. Sometimes no word at all. And they have all these different, but they don't, they're not thinking. So I would tell a pastor, a young pastor, don't try to hold people against their will. Yes, sir. If you got to cry, wait till you get by yourself. Go in the closet, whatever you got. Cry if you have to. Cry if you have to. Yes, sir. When you finish, get yourself together, wipe your face, blow your nose, do whatever you got to do. And say, Lord, this is yours. This is not mine. That's right. This is your church. You made me the shepherd. I'm the under shepherd. But you are the shepherd. The shepherd. Yes, sir. And so I thank you for giving. You know, if God called you, listen to this. There is no such thing as God giving people a pastor without giving the pastor the people. Good Lord. Yes, sir. If God giving you a pastor, he's given the pastor you. And, and, and how you and you need to understand that. See the problem is people don't understand the Bible says in Ephesians and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. These are gifts from Jesus for his church. One of the things people need to understand is I have to receive my pastor as my personal gift from Jesus to me to help me to grow, to help me to become all that I need to be. He's going to help me. He may not be all of that that it is because these other ministries are available, but that's going to be through my pastor bringing them in. But the main voice that I'm hearing is the voice of my pastor. That's the angel of the church. In Revelation, when the Lord wants to speak to the pastor, pastors, he said, write to the angel, that, that word angel, uh, the Greek word is messenger, it's talking about the pastor. To the angel of the church at Ephesus, right? He didn't say, to the board at the church, right? To brother so-and-so, right? To deacon so-and-so, right? Thank you, Jesus. No, to the angel of the church. When God wants to give the church a message, he gives it through the angel of the church. 
that is the pastor. And if I'm not going to receive you as my pastor, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Jesus said one time, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? And many of the pastors can say, why call me pastor, pastor, and won't submit to my authority? So I would tell you, listen, let God send you the people. That's right. And then, and see, the people have to be taught. Mm -hmm. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall be fat and flourishing. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. The reason why people are not flourishing is because they're not planted. They're like tumbleweeds blowing in and out of churches every so many weeks, every so many months. A year, this year, here, the Lord told me it's time to move. The Lord didn't tell you any such lie. He didn't tell you that. And, and the devil is just toying with these people because he understands that they don't know anything. And they and, and they hear the voice, but they don't know it's demons speaking to them and not the Holy Ghost. And they start making these moves. They make a move here, make a move there. Why? Agitated, upset, bothered for this reason or that reason. There's so much. So, so if you, you have to understand, if you're going to be a pastor, you better understand people. And let me tell you something else. Yes, sir. If you're going to be a pastor, you better love people. If you don't love people, pastoring is not what you're called to do. Not called to do. You're not, you're not even called. The Lord ain't even suggesting it. <laughs> you got to love people because you're going to have to deal with people. The, the church is like sometimes like a hospital. Sick people come. People have all kinds of issues and problems. You got to work with people and pray people through. You got to know how to hear things and be able to keep it. And not go home talking about everybody. That's it. And telling their issues and telling their problems and all of that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be ready and willing to minister to people. You're there to bless them. You're yeah. there to help them. One day you're gonna present them to the Lord. And the Lord's going to say, what have you done with this that I have placed in your hand? Yes, Jesus. It's going to be something for some pastors to say, Lord, I, I did everything that you instructed me, but they didn't. They wouldn't, they wouldn't submit. They wouldn't obey. They wouldn't follow. They kept telling me that you wanted them to do something else. That's where the scripture comes in with, but that will not be profitable for you. That's right. That's it. Amen. Apostle. Yes. With that, and you hit it just a little bit, um, something you said really blessed me, but I want to 
tune in just for another minute. Okay. For the for the people that God has assigned to the pastor, how do the people relate to the pastor? What is the best way if you were teaching, whether it's new members, new converts, whatever, how should they relate to their pastor? First of all, recognize that your pastor is God, the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, his gift to you. That means then that in that pastor, if the Lord Jesus gave you this pastor, in that pastor is equipment, is the stuff that's necessary for you to help bring you to spiritual maturity. That's right. You can't pastor yourself. I used to be on radio. I remember when I was on radio, and I was on radio for about 19 years. And I used to close my, the broadcast by saying, um, this has been your radio pastor, Dana Holmes, reminding you, and I was whatever else I would say. I might say, Jesus is Lord, or God is exalted, Satan is you, whatever it was I said. I did that. I said, I did that for years. Yes, sir. And one day I did that, and I said that, and when, when, when it was over, the Lord spoke to me. He said, there is no such thing as a radio pastor. To suggest that there is a radio pastor means that all there is to pastoring, all there is to pastoring is preaching or teaching. If only. That, 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 that doesn't make you, and there's no such thing as a radio pastor. Ain't no such thing as a tele, my television pastor, my radio pastor. That's, that's, and he corrected me, and I stopped saying it that day. I corrected that. I never said it again, ever, because I, I was corrected by the Lord. There's no such thing as stop saying this. There's no such thing. It's not your radio power, radio ain't no such thing as that. And people today make up ministries of all, all kinds of ministries that don't exist. <laughs> They're not in the church. I mean, not in the word. Can't be substantiated by the word. My calling, my, the Lord gave me this kind of ministry. He gave me that kind of ministry. Did he? Prove it. So then they fall back. So all I know is what the Lord told me. Yes, sir. And all I know is what he didn't do. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Um, now, that's the first thing. Yes, sir. Know your pastor. Get to know the pastor. And here's something else. Pray for your pastor. I think if you don't pray for your pastor, you're sinning against your pastor. Wow. Pray for your pastor. Now, I mean, not when you're upset. Oh, Lord, you got to show him. I don't, I'm not talking about that. I mean, really praying. Praying that God will give him wisdom. Pray that, that the anointing will be strong upon his or her life. Praying that, that they will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and that they'll know the difference between the Holy Spirit, 
the, the voice of the Spirit of God and their own soul. See, some people are hearing the voice, it's the voice of their own soul, which, which, is, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yes, sir. And, and, and instead of, you know, pray for that. If you spend time praying for your pastor, God will reveal who that pastor is and what that pastor is supposed to be to you. Oh, wow. That's good. You know, one time, you know, I was complaining a few, you know, years ago uh, when uh, President Obama was in office. Yes, sir. And I was bothered. I was upset. He was, this is the second term. And I was bothered because he had, he was pushing this same-sex marriage agenda, all that, as a man that professed to be a Christian, which, of course, goes all against the Bible. But anyway, I was complaining. I wasn't complaining to people. I was just complaining to the Lord, really. And you know what the Lord helped me with? You know what, how he helped me? How's that possible? He asked me a question. He said, have you prayed for him? See, we do a whole lot of complaining. How much praying are you doing? People complain about the pastor. He didn't have to do it like that. He could have said that differently. How much praying are you doing? Money in your mouth can get you in trouble. Praying for him will get you blessed. So pray for your pastor. Get to know your pastor. Spend time as much as possible with your pastor. Be attentive. Listen. Sit there. Not um, complain. Not looking for some fault or something you can complain about. Sit there and listen. Here's what I, the Lord shared with me years ago. He said people have the wrong concept. They say, I'm going to church. I'm going to church today. I'm going to church. He said, and having that concept is easy for them to say, I'm not going today. I'm tired. I don't feel like going. I'll go. I'll catch you next time. He said, but if they change that and have the concept, I am going to hear from God. Because if I come and sit in, you are the speaker. You are the minister. You are really God's mouthpiece to the church. I'm coming to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church through the pastor. Then how many people are going to sit home and say, I don't want to hear from the Lord today? Wow. So I want to pray that God will have his word in the pastor's mouth. Lord, Anoint the pastor. Give them utterance in the Holy Ghost. Cause his thoughts or her thoughts to be agreeable with your purpose, your plan, and your will. There's something you want to say to me today. I'm going today. I'm going to, and I'm going to hear. And I just sit there listening for what is the Lord saying to me? What is the Lord saying to me? Take it personally. If you do those kind of things and you have that kind of attitude, it's going to change everything as far as your relationship is 
with your pastor because when you get uh, an understanding of who the pastor is in that role and how the Lord Jesus planted them and planted you there with them, it's going to make all the difference in the world. But when you just jump around finding something that you like, that's all. That don't have anything to do with the leading in the Holy Ghost. God does not lead by what you like. <laughs> he has a plan. He has a plan. He, not, he know exactly where you fit. And he will lead you according to what he has planned for you. And he has put in that pastor what is necessary for you. And by the way, if you get out of your place, you don't get what God intended for you to have through that pastor. You can go join another church. You might even get the word at another church, but you still will miss out on what God intended for you to have through that one that he planted you with. Yes, sir. Amen. I can say um, of a truth, I didn't recognize it um, before I started pastoring, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, to hear it sometimes, it sounds weird, but I can feel when the people of God that I'm graced to pastor have really been praying for me. Yes. I can feel it. Yes, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've experienced the same thing. It's 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 I it's, it's I can just feel it, and I don't know, Apostle, when the transit. Well, obviously, after I started pastoring, there was a connection that I didn't have with people before. Mm-hmm. Just as an itinerant itinerant preacher or event, right. whatever you want to call me, right. I have now with the people that I'm called to serve, and it's just a difference. And you talk so so eloquently about pastors. It's it's a difference because. Um, I don't have the desire to be from house to house to house. Right, right. I desire to serve the people that God has given me and be president able to serve them. Right, right. But the whole the whole thing that you talked about about them praying, I would say to I would say to my family, if you want to get the best out of me, pray for me. Yes. Pray for me. And if pastors you, have to pray for their people. Pastors have to pray pray for it. Just like I was talking the other way. Let's flip it. Yes, sir. Because pastors sometimes complain about their people. This one and that one and this one's attitude. How much praying are you doing for them? Do you recognize the fact that these people are being victimized by the devil? They don't know it. And sometimes it's people that love God, but they just don't know him very well. Because they don't know the word very well. They don't know his spirit very well. And they're in the dark. And sometimes you got to just come against the devil, blinding the eyes of your people. And sometimes you'll know a person in your congregation that the devil's deceiving. There was somebody years ago in, in the church, and I was trying to talk to them and say some things to them at one point. And I went to the Lord and said, Why is it? that I can't get through to this person. Yes, sir. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. And I had a vision. 
And in the vision, I saw the person sitting there. I don't mean the dream vision, uh, a vision. It just appeared to me. Here, this person is sitting here. And another person came and stood right here and, and whispered, was whispering it. That's the problem. I said, oh, it's their relationship with this person here that keeps them from hearing me. They're hearing them. And they're being manipulated and controlled without realizing. When people hear others complaining about the pastor, they should shut it down immediately. Just shut it down immediately and say, let's not do that. Let's, let's pray for them. Let's pray for the pastor. I'm not talking about a gossip meeting they, that they call a prayer meeting and they turn to a gossip session. And then we use use as in, you know, I'm praying. You know, I've been just praying about battle because I know Pastor got this. No, 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 no. Pray. Earnestly pray. Pray alone. If you're praying for them alone, when you get in a group, it's easy to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Easy to pray for them. But pastors have to pray for their people. And, and I'll say this last thing. You're fine. Sometimes. If you, if, when you're a pastor and you're, you're watching because you're supposed to watch. Mm -hmm. Remember I said the people need to know, get to know their pastor? Pastors need to get to know their sheep. That's right. And the Bible says, know no man after the flesh. That's it. But after the spirit. I'm not talking about know their name and you got their phone number and their, their address. And I don't mean that. Know them after the spirit. That's it. Know them. When you get to know them by, and one of the ways you're going to learn them is praying for them. God will start revealing things. Know them. Pray for them. And sometimes when you know a person, when you know them, the Lord will show you that, that they're being harassed by the devil. They may not say anything. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to say sometimes. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to call it. They're oppressed. They feel like quitting. They have a suicidal thought, all kinds of stuff. But if you pray for your people, God will bring things to you. And you, when you see the enemy taking advantage of somebody, you say, you found devil operating in the life and call your members name. That's it. To harass them and blind them and confuse them by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you to leave them now. Take your hands off of them in the mighty name of Jesus. Sometimes a person has just a bad attitude and pastors don't know how to handle it. It's, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not the people. It's the spirit behind them. And they don't know it. Some of these people, I mean, they'll run around, dance, shout, holler, speak in tongues, and just let the devil use them. But they don't know it. Have a bad, nasty, negative attitude, won't give, won't support, won't pay their tithe and offering, have come. You, you invite somebody to your church, we're gonna you're gonna have a what we, we used to call them revivals. You're gonna have a few nights of revival or something like that. They sit at home talking about, I'm a, I'll go out there one night. I, I ain't going every night. 
<laughs> are these people in some kind of uh are they in uh a covenant relationship with you no do they know what they're doing no you are the spiritual leader the lord have laid upon your heart to do something like i like years ago i went to the church and ministered and i ministered even the pastor invited me and we were there for three days. And there was a young man there. I didn't know anything about him. Apparently he had something wrong with his heart, but I didn't know that. Every night I was praying for the sick. He stood up against the wall. He never came forward. Later, he died. I mean, he fell dead. And, and he had a little two-year-old child. He fell dead. And the and and the the pastor came to me and asked me. He said, "Why?" In his words, not mine. His words, "Why God took my best, my best member, and not some of these devils around here?" Well, of course, I didn't even agree with him that God took anybody. The Lord didn't take that man. The Lord gave that man opportunity to receive healing, but he, I said, now listen, let me tell you something. Now this, I came, the Lord laid upon your heart to invite me to minister. And he knew what I was going to teach. This man was there every night. And I gave people opportunity to come for prayer. And he never moved. Now one of two things is true. Either he didn't believe that the Lord spoke to you to invite me to minister, or he was not interested in receiving. I said, furthermore, I, I can't, I didn't follow the man home. I can't, I don't know what he's been saying, what he's been speaking. The Bible said death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. When I said that, that pastor John, he said, oh my God. He said, oh, my God. I said, what is it? He said, that he said that young man has been saying, and he was young. I think in his 20s, he was young. He said, he said he, was, he, he always said, I'm going to die young. I'm going to die young. I'm going to die young. And I remember being at the church, and the man had a little boy, a little, a little toddler, two years old. And he was, you know, just being on the tongue. And he's and, and the father said, it's the same man that died later. He said, he said, he's so bad. I said, stop calling him bad. And see, some people can't take correction. They'll give an they'll have a reason, they'll make an excuse for it. I said, stop calling him bad. I, I'm just telling the truth. Some people think if something is factual then it's okay to say it. He's like, stop calling your child bad. But see, see, I, when I heard that, I said, see, I'm dealing with a man that can't handle being corrected. Mm -hmm. How are you going to help him? How are you going to help him when they're always right? How are you going to help him? My pastor taught us, he said, now, when people say 
the Lord told him, he said, just leave it alone. Yep. 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 I, I have failed in that. <laughs> I mean, that. Especially people that, you know, come from the Lord told me, did it? Did it? Somebody uh, left the church one time and I went to the, to the and the Lord told me to ask him a question. When did the Lord say that I was no longer to be your pastor? And exactly what did he say? They can't answer that question. They can't answer that question. They come up with something else. There's that, uh, and, you know, Jingle Bells and EIEIO. They can't answer that question. Because when you, when, you, when you say, when exactly, because you know you're saying that the Lord said, what, when exactly did he say? And what exactly did he say? They can't answer that question. Because it's a lie. It's their own feelings, their own emotions. So many folks don't know the Lord from a hole in the wall. But all right, go ahead. I'm eating this up. You, you're fine. You're fine. I, um, I got to get you back because I want to talk to you about um, a couple things. This probably will have to be a part two, part three. Okay. Um, for the sheep, uh, for the people of God, how to recognize a counterfeit pastor and how to determine their pastor is what I want to get into you the next time I get you wow. on. Okay. That's going yes, to be the next time. Yes, sir. Yes, It'll sir. It'll be easier to talk about how to recognize your pastor. Okay. How to recognize that this is the man that God placed me under. Yes, sir. And it has to do with the voice. The sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Something happened. You went in there and just sat down, minding your business, and he opened his mouth. And something connected immediately on the inside of you. You don't have to, people keep looking for God to speak, I have some blood to come to church. I said, what you? Where do you go to church? Well, we don't have a church. We, we, we're looking. I said, what do you expect to happen? Well, God's going gonna, to gonna speak to us. I said, really? What do you expect to hear? Yeah, uh, this is the church. Yay, this is the church that I would have you to go to. What you going to hear? <laughs> That's You're looking for a voice. Learn how to be led by the Spirit of God and stop looking for a voice. Apostle, I'm going to, it's, <laughs> I almost just want to put everybody else off the line tonight so I could keep talking to you. <laughs> I got you right at about an hour and a half. I want to take this last question, this last You've been on that long? Yes, sir. Right at one hour and oh. 21 minutes. Yes, oh, sir. It's, oh, it's been oh, that good. Well, it's I, your fault. Yes, sir. I'll take it because <laughs> I'm sitting here like a kid at dad's feet, just eating it up, eating up the wisdom. Yes, sir. I like that energizer money. It's too I, I, much. I keep going. It's too much wisdom in your. I'm about to call you pop. Too much wisdom in your policy. You just we just got to get it all out of you. I do want to take a moment though before I wrap up and 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 give you an opportunity. Not give you an opportunity, but ask you 
if there's anything, and I know you you said very directly, you know, listen, you need to be praying all the time because you plan on living past just that next year. But is there anything specifically in your time with the Lord that he's laid on your heart for the people of God as we prepare to change the calendar year that you'd like to share tonight? The Lord gave me a thing for 2024. I haven't even given it yet. We're going to have, on, on the 31st, I'm going to talk about it. Yes, sir. And I'm not saying it to rhyme. Mm -hmm. So much more in 2024. But that don't mean what a lot of people might think. Mm -hmm. So much more for them to get. So much more money for them. So much more. No. So much more of you giving yourself to him. So much more of you sacrificing for him. So much more of you giving your time to him. So much more of you making way for him. People do what they very well please. They always, I got, I can't do this. I got to work. I got this. I got that. I got. You know, I, people say, well, I got to, I got to do that. I say, you ain't got to do nothing. You would like to do it. That's right. You don't even know if you're gonna wake up in the morning. You may not, you don't even know if you're gonna wake up in the morning. I got to, I got to get it. I got to do this. I got to do it. Stop using excuses for not sacrifice stop using excuses when, when in brooklyn when we when i was going to our church in brooklyn on saturday we was having a saturday night services and we get out let's say maybe uh nine ten about, about ten o'clock or so and uh i used to stay around they had uh, people on the, on the altar, people waiting, trying to be filled with the Holy Ghost and all the, you know, old schools. Yes, sir. And and um, I used to stay around the church sometimes and wait. When everybody was gone, all the crowd was gone, people around there cleaning up and all that, I was standing around there sometimes picking up gum off the floor. I wasn't getting paid to do it. That's right. Nobody, the pastor didn't know I was there to do it. I was doing it. I was just helping people that was doing some things. I did it as unto the Lord. That's it. That makes all of the difference. Do it as unto the Lord. Now, all the people from our church that have been what that's tuned in, couldn't know what I'm going to be talking about, but on <laughs> I'm still going to talk about it. I got a feeling they're going to still be tuned in, Apostle. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling. They're going to be too. Then thank you so much for being on tonight. You're I, I want to do this. And if I'm in error, I'm one, I'm not soft. My last name is Steele. So we get in the green room. I can take a correcting. I've already got my cash app up and I know Katrina is online tonight. I would love to, Trina, if you could put how, if someone wants to sew into Apostle on tonight, how they could do it in the comment section so I could ping it. I'm sending mine right now. You'll need to see what I'm sending a uh, world, but I'm sending my, my seed. There's no way we can have him on tonight and he pour out this much wisdom and we not. I want to make sure that was the right one and let me make sure I finish mine so no one can say, Pastor, say Kelvin Steele is a liar. I'm putting my code in right now and come on. There we go. And done. So I just sent my seed in tonight. 
This is Apostle's Cash App. And no, he did not, and he never has, asked me for anything, to do anything. He's come on each and every time because he's a kind man, and I'm so grateful. I'm so glad you said that because I'm getting ready to say, please tell the people. Yes, sir. Which I asked you to do. Okay. Oh, he I has. Don't, I don't do that. He does. He has not. He I have been not. in ministry over fifty years now. I have never in my life charged anybody to preach. Yes, sir. In my life. Yes, sir. And I will co-sign that. He did not. And you can see, I don't know if you saw the expression when I did it. He didn't even know I was going to do it. I'm led to do it tonight. There's so much wisdom and insight that he poured out. And here's my challenge. Don't drop off the live because I'm asking you to sow. It's not a gimmick. If you, you're going to do what's in your heart, but bless him tonight. Blessing tonight, sowing to him tonight for this wisdom that he has shared with us on this evening. Whatever the Lord has laid on your heart, he's not only good ground, he's great ground. Sow into this ministry, sow into this man of God on tonight. I've sown my seed on tonight. It, you know, you can go get your, uh, uh, maybe get your half tank of gas apostle and a good sandwich. <laughs> but I, I can't, I can't pay for the gospel. But I want you to know I appreciate you coming on and sharing all this wisdom. So everyone that can tonight, whatever's in your heart, be a blessing to Apostle. And for the last time, he did not. Pastor Kelvin was led to do this on this evening. Pastor Kelvin was led to do this on this evening, to be a blessing to him. To my King's Worship Center family that may be on, if you have your cash apps active, trust Pastor when I say, sow a seed into this man of God. It's good ground. He has been a blessing to your pastor. He has been a blessing to your pastor. When I tell you, Apostle, as I get ready to uh, let you go this evening, I can remember if it was the green room or we were on the line and you told me the Lord is going to send what you need. I'm paraphrasing. And I told you the a few weeks later, maybe a couple months later, God began to send in some new faces. Right, yes. And I don't get into counting the numbers, but you got to know that you're growing. Right. And the, the last Sunday, I think one of my daughters is on the night, Caroline, I think we had one of the largest turnouts in our ministry on a Sunday right. that we have seen in years. Amen. I just want to let you know the word of God that you spoke into my life. Yes, sir. And it has been, been consistently Amen. growing. And all we've been doing is teaching the word and trusting his church. And here's the key. Yes, sir. Stable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's going to make sure we have stable people. Not just people. Because yes, people go, they're like days and nights. They go and come. But stability is important. People that love the Lord and love the church and love the work and appreciate what you're showing into their lives. Yes, sir. Stability. Stable people. Thank you, Jesus. People that catch a hold of the vision and run with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I receive all of it. Amen. I receive all of it. So I'm going to leave Chief Apostle 01, dollar sign Chief Apostle 01 is his cash app. Uh, I know he's not like some of us. He don't have that phone just, but when he opens it up, let him be blessed. 
Amen. More than blessed because we sow because we love and the wisdom that he's poured out on tonight. Amen. So I'm not even going to put my stuff up. I just want that to be up tonight because you've been such a blessing and continue to be a blessing. And I can't wait to book you again to get you back on here because I want to hear about the voice of the, how do I know that's my past and here you really dig into it. Okay. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit worked because the things that I thought I was going to go to, mm-hmm. you never even touched tonight. But everything you said needed to be said. So I give God the glory for you. (laughs) So to all of the full gospel family out there tonight, thank you for being on, supporting this great man of God. To all of my church family out there, thank you for supporting your pastor on tonight. To my wife that's on, thank you for supporting. Apostle, once again, I honor you uh, so very much. And before we close out on this evening, Apostle, if you would take a few moments and close us out in prayer, I would consider that to be an honor, and then I will let you get back to your evening. Okay. Yes, sir. Father God, we thank you for all that transpired today, tonight on this podcast. I spoke to you before I even got here to do this, and I asked you for utterance. I asked you for wisdom and for the wisdom of God to flow. I ask you to minister to those that will be tuned in. And I thank you for doing it. I thank you for blessing your people, strengthening your people, correcting people, and whatever is necessary, because you want the very best for your people. And I want the very best for them also. And thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, everybody. Be at peace. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Once again, if you're still on tonight and you haven't, please take a moment and bless this great man of God. You see the cash up information right there. And until we speak, we'll see you again on The Pastor's Perspective. Peace of God.